Welcome back to Load the Box. We have one more show coming to you this week, the final week of February slash the first week of March already. It's crazy that it's already March. March Madness is around the corner, so that's yeah. something to get excited about, something to lose money over. And <laughs> the NFL draft is not too far away either. Something that we want to do today, though, is look back. Look back at the first draft class that Quasi Adolfo Menza and company pulled into Minnesota last season. We want to look today and see which of these guys should be making maybe the jump, you know, that we like to see maybe in year two or year three. And, you know, this is year two, so maybe high expectations, but also NFL rookie contracts aren't very long. They get four years, maybe five if they get the fifth year picked up, fifth year option picked up. And so if you want to make an impression with the team, you got to start making that impression in year two or three. So. Some of these guys saw the field last year. Most of them did not. Um, and so it's interesting. You know, Jordan, I know many fans, especially in the Twitterverse, are very negative about the 2022 draft class, calling it a bust, um, you know, saying Quasi really, you know, face planted with the draft. What are your thoughts maybe as a whole before we dive into each individual player? Yeah, and I, I do want to – I like that you're well, starting with – it as a whole before we go into each individual player um because i, I want to try you know we had like i think eight picks in the draft class so i want to try and keep it kind of brief so that way we don't talk about it for like a full yeah. hour but yeah i mean as a whole it was banged up uh unfortunately this season the highlights of the draft class it was probably ed ingram uh who mm-hmm. did play every snap for the vikings that uh, you know he didn't i don't think he missed a snap he was healthy so. he was he was an ion man but he wasn't very good uh you know in his first season i i don't want to just declare him a bust quite yet uh i mean garrett bradbury was not exactly good in his first season and we held out hope because he was a first round pick i'm okay mm-hmm. with giving ed ingram another season to see if he can maybe not stomp on Kirk cousin's ankle five times in 2023 and then maybe, you know, we'll, we'll look on him a little bit more fondly. So Ed Ingram, I think yeah. right now is the, the highlight, if you will. Um, other than that, I mean, it was banged up and it was, it was guys that we took yeah. in like the sixth and seventh round as depth pieces. Jalen Nalo had a couple of highlights from the draft class as well as Brian Osamoa. Um, yeah. So I don't, I, the Joey's out. I'm not ready to, to declare yeah. it a bust just because we didn't have somebody make the pro bowl from it in year one. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the previous couple drafts ago, you know, you had a, uh, you know, the runner up for rookie of the year and, you know, a pro bowler. And so when you have Justin Jefferson as one of the most recent draft picks, you kind of assume everybody else is going to have to pan out too that quickly. So I agree. It's way too early to say the draft class was a bust. Um, Now, if these guys continue to be injured and not see the field, then we can have a different conversation, but I think it's way too early to be saying those sort of things. Lewis seen, he was our first pick, you know, first round pick 32, uh, the Vikings drafted back the infamous, uh, you know, Jamison Williams. And we, we didn't pick Kyle Hamilton. He ended up being the best safety in the league. Um, yeah. So a lot of, uh, scrutiny around Lewis seen to no fault of his own for all, all that stuff. And then he gets injured. He breaks his leg in London. What are you thinking? What are some realistic expectations for him in 2023? Let me just say, because I don't know that I ever shared this story like 
publicly on the show. Um, uh, when we traded back when Kyle Hamilton was there, uh, I had one of those like Soda Stick Co. like skull hats with the K as Minnesota. I had one of those. I bought it years ago. Um, I took my, I was wearing that hat. I had some buddies over and I threw my hat into my kitchen and I didn't get it. And my cats peed on it. Um, which I think, well, I thought was a bad omen for, you know, Lewis scene, uh, as a draft pick. Let's be, let's be honest here though. Whose fault is that Jordan? You're a grown uh, man. You didn't it's have to my throw your hat fault, in the kitchen. But like, it was just so, <laughs> I was so, fu- cause I, I like my family is historically Notre Dame fans. And for some reason, I just have this idea that, like, if the Vikings draft someone from Notre Dame, it turns out well. Harrison Smith, Kyle Rudolph, those are the two prime examples. Tends to work. And so seeing, especially now with hindsight being what it is, seeing Kyle Hamilton be the the best safety in the league really upsets me. Um, But Lewis Seen, I'm not, you know, I said that I didn't love the pick. I'm not completely out on the guy. He broke his leg. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier this week in one of the shows that I think this is the season where the Vikings have to make a decision. If Lewis Seen is not playing significant snaps this season, I, the Vikings don't think he's very good at football, and they made the yeah. they they made a bad pick and they made a, the wrong choice. If he does play significant snaps, then we'll see how well he plays. You know, when the PFF grades start rolling out and when we start watching him make a break plays. So, I'm not. I'm not out on Lewis scene yet. I think the Joey's still out yeah. and watching his film from Georgia. I mean, he is very athletic and there's a reason I always yeah. call him Andrew scene Deho. He does. I mean, he, he hits and he yeah. hits hard yeah. and I kind of like that, but I also hate it in today's NFL. So it, it was still out yeah. on, on Lewis scene. I mean, he's, he's a walking highlight when he's healthy and it's not like he's got a terribly long injury history. Does he? I mean, he no. just had the freak accident last year in London. So um, you know, breaking a leg isn't exactly, you know, <laughs> something that you can, you know, prepare against unless nope. you're LeBron James and have, you know, a bunch of, you know, calf muscles wrapped around your shins. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, he's someone who I am so excited to see on the field. And I think from my perspective, and I talked about this in the other show is, my expectation for him is I want him to start. Um, as long as they're, as long as they think him and Harrison Smith lined up next to each other is a scheme fit, and I'm not smart enough at football to know if whether or not you know Flores can make that work. But I I want to see him start if he's healthy. I think I've Cam Bynum ain't it as far as I'm concerned. And Josh Metellus is a good backup, but I want to see what Lewis Seen can do starting. Um, if he doesn't start, I'll be concerned if he's healthy. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're all yeah. excited for Lewis Seen. It's just, I th- and you know, we jury, should be. Jury is definitely still up. Yeah, he's he's a first round pick. Uh, he has all of the talent and the athleticism in the world. He was one of the best pouts of maybe the best defense in college football history. Like, yeah. I mean, what like he he he's a high caliber player. I just wish that we could have seen him have more of an impact last season. And early in the season, he didn't because of coaches decisions. And then he got injured. So that kind of took the ball out of, out of anybody's hands. So the next pick was Andrew Booth jr. Who I hate to sound like the big draft note. I was in love with him out of Clemson. 
he is just the type of Kono I love. He is long. He is tall. He is handsome. Like, he is just all the things you want in a boundary Kono. Especially, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge in a buy and flow as defense where he can play up on you and he will shove you. And his, he's, I mean, I'm looking at the picture that the Vikings posted of him when they selected him. And like, it just looks like his arms never stop. I mean, he looks like Mr. Elastic from the Fantastic Foe. Like, it, it's just ridiculous. Uh, the, the raw talent and the raw, like, physical God given abilities that he has. Now, he needs to be honed in and he needs to stay healthy. That was kind of his nitpick coming out of the draft was, hey, he can't really stay healthy. If he's healthy, he's really good. He gets banged up a lot. And we immediately saw him get banged up in training camp. And then he came back from yeah. that and then he looked really bad. And I still think that was more scheme than it was playo. But then he got banged up and he was out for the season. So that's a huge if. I'm yeah. I'm like teetering on the bust already just because he's been banged up yeah. twice in a season and that's not a good look for a guy who was banged up regularly at Clemson. So that's that's my two cents. I've got some pretty big concerns about him. Like, you know, there are certain bodies that unfortunately are just not built to maintain an NFL rigor. It's it's again, it's like Tua Tua is a good player when he's healthy, and when the, when he played this year, the Dolphins were a real, real good team. Um, but the guy will probably never stay healthy. It's just the way his body's made. And I'm not a you know kinesiologist or anything, but I think that could be something that we're worried about with Andrew Booth. And you're welcome for using kinesiologist on the beautiful. show. <laughs> I need to get like, I legitimately like, I, we need to get like some special effects or something. Cause I feel like it's once a week, you pull out some wild from like, you, I, I guarantee if you tilted your camera down, there's like, there's a thesaurus or a dictionary or something just sitting on your desk. And you're like, Ooh, kinesiologist. That's a good one. I'll sneak that in there. Like, <laughs> But anyway, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm worried about his health, and it's just it 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 could just be the way of his career. It could just be one of those things where he's just not built for it. So yeah, one guy who I think we both agree is probably built for it is Ed Ingram. He he played all 17 games. I don't think he missed a snap, like you said. Um, I have I have optimism for Ed Ingram. I am. By no means, I mean, I tend to be a patient guy when it comes to these things. I'm not the, you know, fire everybody person after a bad loss or anything like that. I think he showed some moments. He was a better run blocker than he was pass blocker, which, classic, it's the <laughs> the Garrett Bradbury conundrum. Yep. <laughs> but, um, I mean, he he played all all 17 games as a rookie, and... I think, you know, he, he's got that football pedigree. He came from LSU. And so there's, there's a lot to like about him in that regard and more reps. He'll just keep getting better. You would imagine. So with any sort of, you know, offensive interior offensive lineman that the Vikings have had ever, I have cautious optimism. Um, I'm not, you know, oh my gosh, he is Christian Derrissaw good, or, you know, he's going to be, you know, the next, the next great, you, I think you mentioned Steve Hutchinson, I think, or no, that was Oli Udo. Never mind. That was Oli Udo from the last show, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Ed Ingram, my expectations are that he'll start all 17 games again. 
and I think he'll be a better player than he was last year. Yeah, I think that he'll take a step forward. The question is, is it going to be like a long step? Oh, is it going to be like a tiptoe? And sure. if it's a t- if it's a tiptoe, as long as you have your Sino position figured out and your worst offensive lineman is Ed Ingram, we can all just chirp about how bad Ed Ingram is. The issue arises whenever you have Ed Ingram lining up next to like a really bad Sino and then your interior yeah. offensive line is completely compromised. Um, and so that's kind of what it is. I kind of mentioned earlier on the show about him. I kind of talked about him being the highlight of this draft class so far. I mean, I'm okay with him stouting this year. Um, yeah, we see what we do. Well, we see what he does. If he does take a large step forward, cool. We have a guard that we don't have to pay much money for the next couple of seasons. If he's the same guy, okay, get a new one. Do the same thing you did with yeah. Ed Ingram. Draft a guard in the second round and try again. Like it's it's, it's all yeah. you can do. You know, you, you don't have the money to go sign these no. giant name free agents, and I don't know that you necessarily want to pay top 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 dollar for your for your guard. Uh, especially if you know yeah you have cousins on the roster and money is tight in Minnesota. Um, let's talk about a guy who he's kind of I don't want to say he's controversial, but he's the topic of a lot of discussion towards the end of the season and now in the off season he he's kind of like the guy on the defense and that's Brian Asamoah. I think everyone already has him penciled in. He's the starting linebacker for the Vikings. He might be the longest tenured Vikings linebacker next season. Uh, with one year of experience under his belt um, with the Vikings anyway. Like, I I think he showed a lot of flash when he was on the field. Um, What do you think of Brian Asamoah? I'm a fan. I think he's going to pan out and be a successful linebacker in the NFL. What do you think? I think he was one of the guys that Brian Flores was dreaming about when he signed with the Vikings. He's a physical specimen. He is all about, like, he is all aggressiveness and energy and youthful enthusiasm. And you rein a little bit of that youthfulness in and teach him a thing or two about playing NFL football. I think you got a starting caliber linebacker for the next half decade. Um, I really like him. I think every time I saw him on the field, I wanted to see more of him on the field. Um, his speed, his ability to, you know, make up for mistakes is huge. Um, so I love him. I think my expectation for him is that he's starting and he'll be starting next to a semi-veteran free agent signing. That's my expectation. Yeah. I think I 100% agree with you on that. Like I said, I mean, I I think we're in agreement. The, the future is very bright for Brian Asamoah and I'm a big fan of him. Let's talk about another guy who this coaching staff, sorry, I think I'm taking the lines on this one. I'll, I'll let you get the next like six. Um, but let's, let's, (laughs) what's your opinion on a Caleb Evans who played pretty well ish. He wasn't elite. He wasn't Duke Shelley good, but he was, He was all right. He was he was a Caleb Evans good. Uh, and then he got concussed like 17 times, yeah. it felt like, over the span of a month. Does that worry you going forward into 23? Is this, is that, do you think that's just a freak thing? Like, it was just coincidence that he got three concussions this year. You know, I think concussions tend to be coincidental at the beginning of your concussion history. But when you continue, continue to have more of them, you're more likely to get another one because you're just more sensitive to it. And so that's a concern for sure. Um, But 
I mean, a lot of football players, unfortunately, have had a lot of concussions, and it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, your career is going to be over because of it. So I really like a Caleb Evans. I've I've been on the hype train kind of ever since he got his first real snaps. Even in preseason, I loved his I'm going to stick my nose in there in the run game mentality and not really care about, you know, my feelings and I'm just going to, I'm going to get up in there and I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to make a play. He yeah. made a lot of individual tackles in the run game in the preseason when he got more snaps. And even when he did play in the regular season, um, that was something I continued to love. Um, that Washington game, when he stepped in, um, he made a great pass breakup on fourth down, multiple individual tackles in space in the running game against some shifty backs I really like him. I, I don't know if everybody's with me on this one. He's a fourth round pick. Um, there was some, you know, positives and minuses from his college career, but he's a guy that he soaked up everything Patrick Peterson had to say, and he's always smiling. He's a social media, you know, darling in Minneapolis. That doesn't make him a better player, but the personality and the, enthusiasm i really like the player i think he's going to continue to grow and get better now i don't think he starts just because i think you know if you have duke shelley back and he continues to play like he did he probably gets some you know gets a starting nod and then potentially you know if the vikings do bring in a free agent or get a first round pick this year maybe he gets the start um, on the opposite side or whatever. I just think there's maybe too many guys ahead of Evans, at least in the depth chart, to where he probably won't start. I mean, one of those guys could be Andrew Booth. So um, I think he'll get significant snaps, though. Cornerbacks are always getting hurt, as Mike Zimmer likes to say. And uh, I think Evans will be back. I think, well, obviously he'll be back, but I think he will have a significant role. And as long as he doesn't you know, bang his head up a few more times, I think he'll he'll play well. I really like the guy. Yeah, I wonder what it is that makes some guys just more susceptible to a concussion than others. Like I look, I wonder if it's just like yeah. you like this is gonna sound stupid, but like you learn to fall at a certain age, I think, and you kind of learn how to like brace yourself and and uh, where to land on your back, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I wonder if it's like something like that. Like I don't know. I feel like I, I I'm interested in becoming uh, whatever that big world you used earlier was. And learning more about like what makes guys more susceptible to one concussions and two just injuries in general. Cause like yeah. I booked my wrist once and I think my sister-in-law has broken like both of her wrists 18 times. Like it's ridiculous how many, like, it's just like, what, what causes this? Like, why are your bones soft and mine not yeah. of mine are soft and yours? I don't know. I don't know how it works. Whatever. This yeah. isn't, well, I'm off topic. Let's, uh, do you have uh, any you, thoughts you on, uh, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on Azazi Tomoa? Uh, I don't, he was a, you know, fifth round pick for Minnesota. I think he played fine when he saw the field, but he didn't, he didn't see the field much. Um, yeah. He, Joey's still out. Yeah. I, like, I mean, uh, yeah. For, <laughs> for fans who uh, aren't as plugged into the team, uh, Azazia Tomawa was a fifth round pick out of the university of Minnesota. He played um, defensive line, defensive end. I don't really know what they call him in a three, four. I think technically it's a defensive end, but interior defensive line he's not a nose tackle but um he's also not an edge rusher so yeah he got some snaps late in the season um played fine but i don't think anybody's expecting him to you know really 
make a huge splash on the roster, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, the roster construction after some of the free agency and stuff uh, settles out. So the next guy the Vikings picked was late fifth round, Ty Chandler. I think a lot of people expect him to uh, potentially be the starting running back next year. What do you say? Uh, yeah, I think I agree. Um, as of right now, anyway, I mean, look, every time I do a mock draft, I typically find myself taking running back in like the the fourth or fifth round. But yeah. if the Vikings don't go that route, even if they do go that route, it might be Ty Chandler as the one and a, a rookie TBD as the 1B, if that makes sense. And I, I think Ty Chandler showed a lot in preseason. A lot of Vikings fans were like, holy cow, Dalvin Cook, Alex Madison, and Ty Chandler. It's going to be like a three-headed beast of a running back mm-hmm. room in 2022. And it kind of just toned into the same old Vikings uh, running, back field, running back backfield of Dalvin Cook, and then Alexander Madison, whenever Cook was tired or, or banged up or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. So I think Chandler should be considered. He has high expectations. I think he showed a lot in preseason. I think he'll show out yep. in preseason this season. I'm excited to see what he does this se- this 2023 uh, regular yeah. season. Maybe he gets on the field some. I really, I'm really excited about him. Um one one a thing that he was you know praised for or one of his strengths was his speed um which is definitely there but he showed a lot of power that i don't think he was given credit for at least leading into the season um you know in the preseason games when he was lining up back there it was either him or kane wangwu um you know kane is sort of a flex running back sort of feel you know like give him a handoff here or there, but you know, he's going to be more of a pass catcher. Just get him in space. Let him run around people. Ty Chandler is speed, but he's also got power. Um, He was initiating contact, welcoming it and running people over. So I really like him. I'm excited to see what, what he can bring next year. Do you have any thoughts on uh, Vidarian low? I'm assuming not. No, we talked about Ali Udo coming back, and I kind of forgot about Vidalian Lowe, so I'm going to amend yeah. my cheap, cheap, cheap comment for him yesterday. Is like, let Ali Udo go. Vidalian Lowe is your backup tackle now. Congratulations, yeah. Vidalian. You are a backup tackle in the National Football League, and I actually think you're more like a third string. I also just yeah. want to clarify very quickly, you said something about Ali Udo and Steve Hutchinson earlier. If you didn't watch yesterday's video, I did not say Ali Udo is Steve Hutchinson. No. I, I said Ali I said Vikings fans acted like Ali Udo was going to be Steve Hutchinson. <laughs> and that was a lot of weight to put on the Poe guy's shoulders because whenever he wasn't that good, we were all just shocked and appalled. Yeah. And so that I just I meant to clarify that earlier, but I do not want my name strapped on the Ali Udo is Steve Hutchinson take yeah, that never those, was. <laughs> you know, cold takes or old takes exposed. Yeah, freezing cold, cold takes, takes on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> so probably the last person we want to talk about would be Jalen Naylor. I think we probably both agree Nick Muse is going to be a depth piece at tight end. He was our yep. last pick of the draft last year. Um, our mystery irrelevant, as um, if you will. But Jalen Naylor, we picked him uh, in the sixth round. The whole wide receiver two debate is alive and well. Um, Jalen Naylor will be on the roster next year, unless there's some strange trade. 
What uh, what do you expect from the former Michigan State Spartan, who also, interestingly enough, also wore number eight at Michigan State, like a uh, current Vikings quarterback did? Kellen Mond? No, wait, no, he plays for the Browns. Um, Come on, no, man. I... Kirk Cousins played quarterback <laughs> for the Michigan State Spartans. No, of course, of course. And he wrote, that, <laughs> he wrote in his book that he threw a pick against Notre Dame, and the Scone Oaf guys won't let you forget about that that quote that he had in a book he wrote in 2012. But um, Jalen Nalo, to me, I feel like I haven't seen a ton of hype, but like just looking at him and thinking about him, I'm like, my default instinct is, oh, maybe he could be wide receiver too. No. He's not wide receiver two. Wide receiver two is not on this team right now. We need an elite wide receiver two. Jalen Nalo is an elite gadget guy who can be wide receiver four. He can come in if yeah. if wide receiver one, two, or three gets banged up. He steps up into the into the starting rotation and he gets to run routes and he gets to play. Um, and if we go five wide, he gets to play. But I'm not about Jay. I'm not about. You know, oh, let's just say wide receiver two is going to be KJ or Jalen Naylor. We'll figure it out in training camp. I think he showed some promise, but like, let's not act like he was catching crucial passes on fourth down against Buffalo or, or Green no. Bay or, or, or in these big time games that we had. He was he was catching garbage time passes when we got blown out, um, yeah. which happens shockingly a lot for a 13 win team. <laughs> um, but Jalen Naylor, I think. He is a solid piece of a great wide receiver room that is going to be a great wide receiver room once we get, like, I don't know, Zay Flowers in here or somebody like that. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, maybe even Alan Lazard is wide receiver too. Yeah. But I, I, Nalo is a good, he was a sixth round pick. I am already satisfied with Jalen Nalo as a sixth round pick because he's going to be here for the next three seasons. And he's going to be like, okay, yeah, if he has to step up, he's all right. He's not elite, yeah. but he's all right. And that's what he should be. He's a sixth-round pick. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, if he can make a play like you were talking about earlier this week, if he can make a play in an end-around or a jet sweep or something once every three games, pick up a fourth down and one, you know, like those jet sweeps that we'd have KJ run, maybe we give Jalen Naylor some of those once in a while. Or, I mean, he I was think, even a, I don't want to cut you off, but I think the perfect, yeah. like, swap for him is Jalen uh, Jalen Rago. Like the gadget sure. plays we had for him and the occasional deep shots we had for him. Sure. Give those to Jalen Nalo because Jalen Rago didn't impress anybody this season. I would rather see Nalo in that spot. And you said end around, and I thought that's where you were going with it. And I just wanted to point that out because I think we were in like yeah. three or four end rounds this year with Jalen mm-hmm. Rago. Give those yeah. spots to Nalo. Like it's weird because yeah. they sound similar, but... You know, it'll it'll make sense. All the, the Jalen's, there's just, there's just too many Jalen's in this generation. There are too Here many. I'm sounding like an old it's po- man. It's a popular name. Um, it is a very popular name. Um, yeah, and I mean, like we talked about earlier this week, special teams. He was actually a good special teamer. Um, he's a good, good threat to have when Ryan Wright decides to throw the ball too. Kind of like that option. Um, but maybe the last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you close down the shows for the week is I w I want to see Jalen Naylor be wide receiver four. And I want the, and this is strictly roster construction speaking. I want the Vikings four wide receivers to be Justin Jefferson, enter wide receiver two here, KJ Osborne and Jalen Naylor. And if Rager comes back as a punt return specialist, that's fine. But the second wide receiver, unfortunately, it's not Adam Thielen anymore. I love the guy. 
Um, it would be sad to see him go, but it's uh, in terms of roster construction, you got to take your uh, emotions out of it a little bit. I would yep. say let, let Thielen let Thielen go. You know, make a deal to get rid of him, and and uh, in that in that you know sense, I want to see Naylor see a few more snaps on the field as the fourth option. I am legally, I think, required to say this by my wife that loves humor like this, but I do have to say, Nalo, I hardly know. Oh, sing! Oh, <laughs> yay, we did it. Um, but no, legitimately, I love the take that you just had. It should be Jefferson, TBD, KJ Osborne, Jalen Nalo. Jalen Roigo didn't impress. Like I said, he didn't impress me. I think Nalo can. No. A, a big theme of of uh, yesterday's show was like. I think we could draft a guy who could do this. So I think this guy could do this guy's job for cheap. So we should get rid of this guy. And so I think Nalo can do what Oigo did uh, for for less money. And yeah, Oigo can stay on as like a punt specialist. And Oigo can be the guy who comes in if we're getting blown out. But I don't know. I just have this thing stuck in my head where Jalen Oigo stopped on that, on that deep route against i believe it was that the colts indianapolis yeah against the colts we still win the game but like that really felt like the play that was going to lose us the game and and it was solely on Jalen Ruego. and you know some people were going to say well that's actually coke cousins fault why is he throwing it to Jalen Ruego in that spot no it wasn't (laughs) his fault it was his fault that we won i'll give you that much but pff said that was only worth like a 50 grade which (laughs) i I, I don't know i guess that makes sense because we played badly in the first half whatever 2022 is behind us well well a quarter of the way to christmas think about that for a second because it is strange things it's crazy time flies when you're having fun when you're just building a super bowl or also like the minnesota vikings are doing uh i've been jordan hawthorne you can follow me and the show on twitter at ltb vikings he's been will goodwin you can follow him on twitter at will bad lose he does have the goat twitter handle you should always shop let me use my other hand you should always shop let me get it into frame good night shop unified athletic whale um, for all of your athletic whale needs as well as just some clean designs and check out vikingsterritory.com and the bad loser blog that's all we have from you this week and this is the dramatic pause part or the dramatic part we are taking a bike we're on a bike we're going to go, we're going to, you know, live in separate houses. We're going to see how we feel about each other and we're going to mm-hmm. come back. Um, legitimately, we're taking a break for, for just personal reasons. Um, we'll be back in like two weeks. Like It's not going to be that long, yeah. but um, I might do like a mock draft like that comes out on Mondays or something for the next couple of weeks just to just to keep you guys satisfied. But it's the off season, man. It's time to start working on the golf game, you know, start hitting the greens, start talking about Absolutely. baseball. It's, it's that time of year. I watched basketball all day on Sunday. It was kind of cool. So, um, mm-hmm. a little bit of a, of a pullback here, but still going to get you some content. And other than that, I'll leave you like we always do with a skull y'all.